Welcome to the Deeper Into Movies podcast. My name is Stephen T. Handley. I am the founder and lead curator of Deeper Into Movies. We are a pop-up cinema based in London and New York. Today on the podcast, I am so excited. I'm joined by Johnny Knoxville of Jackass fame. He's here to talk about the new movie Jackass Forever. If you know me, you know I'm a huge Jackass fan. I think the movies and the TV series are the funniest thing I have ever seen. I think it's genius. Completely groundbreaking. And yeah, it just gets me so hard. And I love the CKY DVDs. And I love Steve-O's DVDs. And as I mentioned to Johnny in the interview... Steve-O out on bail is one of the most hardcore, insane documentaries you'll ever see. I highly recommend it. If you like G.G. Allen hated and kind of gritty, gnarly shit like that, Steve-O out on bail, man, they are going at it so fucking hard. This is peak jackass fame. And it's Steve-O, Ryan Dunn, Wee Man. I think Bam joins them for a, a leg of a tour. Never seen crazier behavior on screen. Spectacular. And I'm pretty sure you can pick it up secondhand. You know, Amazon Marketplace, eBay. Guarantee you, man. You've never seen shit like it. Anyway, here is me and my comedy hero, Johnny Knoxville. How are you, sir? How are you doing? I'm good, man. Great to see you. Great to see you. Congratulations on such a great movie. I caught it yesterday. I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm a day one fan. I catch all the movies opening weekend and I get the 2.5 Blu-rays as well. Oh, wow. I appreciate it. It was great to see you back. My first thought was fuck yeah, my comedy heroes are back. And then I Googled everyone's age and was like, shit, I hope they're going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering, how were the initial talks of putting the band back together? Um, well, we were wondering the same thing you were. It's like, how's it going to look at our age? And well, we wanted to bring on a new cast to bring in some uh, new blood. That would help. And Spike Jones was adamant that we do a two-day test with the old cast and the new cast to not only test the new cast, but to test ourselves as well to see how it looks at our age. And it still looked fun and great. And that's when we decided to do another film. How was it putting the new cast members together? How was the selection process for that? We reached out to a lot of people we knew initially. That's how we got most of everyone there was only two people that we didn't know. That was Poopies and Rachel Wolfson. And a producer, our producer, Trip Taylor, recommended Poopies. And Rachel, I was just a friend of her Instagram, a fan of her Instagram. So uh, 
I said, Jeff, we should bring her in to talk to her and see how she is. And it worked out really great. Was there like a hazing process or an initiation process to make sure they were as hardcore and as ride or die as you guys were? Well, hardcore is not really a prerequisite. We just have to like getting along with you. We have to like you being around. Um, and we had that two-day test, and so we just shot it like a film. Mm-hmm. We had four or five bits each day, and we shot them, and we saw how, ever, how everyone worked. And that's how we figured out who worked and who didn't. I'm friends with Lance Bangs, and I don't know why it's so funny seeing him throw up. <laughs> <laughs> everyone loves it. Uh, you know, we only had him puking twice in the movie, but he puked six times in this film. It was just, it was bananas. Uh, he'd start puking in his mask and I'd have to take his camera from him. <laughs> and then I have to call for another mask. Uh, and he contends that he doesn't have a nervous stomach, but he has a nervous stomach. He does. It's his trademark for all the movies. You know, it's really fucking gross if they pan to Lance and he's about to have a whitey or something, you know, it's a true. Well, sometimes he has giggling fits where he can't stop (laughs) laughing too. Those are amazing. It's like, what's going on in his head? Usually when we're doing something really stupid and we can't figure out how to do something and he just can't believe that. I think he just can't believe that he's working on a movie with so many, uh, you know, that was so funny because i remember when i used to know some music video people and they people were always saying why is spike jones hanging out with these bunch of reprobates <laughs> it's like he does music videos for bjork he shoots nike commercials why is he hanging out with guys who are just punching each other in the nuts 24 7 but wins academy awards for screenwriting <laughs> you know and still like he wants to shoot with us we're so lucky He's pretty, like, he's pretty rambunctious himself. He definitely has a side of him from from his skate. Wasn't he? He was always play fighting with um, Mark Gons and stuff and crank calling Mike Mills and stuff and just being a pain in the ass generally. No, he'll just tackle people downstairs <laughs> uh, for no reason at all. Like, he'll just tackle people down a huge flight of stairs. I mean, friends. And, you know, he's... And you know, you don't want to mess with Spike because if you like mess with him or hit him, he's going to get you back three times as worse every time. (laughs) So he's tough. As I was watching the movie, I was wondering, is there ever a safe space or are you guys constantly sleeping with one eye open and wondering, am I going to wake up covered in glue and feathers and marbles on the floor? Well, when you walk on set, there's no safe place right? at all. And if, if you think there is a safe place, we're going to booby trap that safe place. Because <laughs> if we don't, we're not doing our job. And I wanted to get into the nuts and bolts of the movies as to how you construct them. Is there like a pitch meeting and brainstorms where you come up with concepts and work them out? And are they possible? Is someone going to die if we try and do this? How is the planning process of getting like a a really amazing 90 minute bunch of stunts? Well, I write best for myself when I'm alone and just get random ideas. Um, but then I will take those ideas to Jeff or he'll bring his ideas to me. 
and we'll discuss them and think, okay, well, there might be something here. And then ones we think we want to take to the group, we'll take them to the group. And if it's one of those, it's like, wow, this is going to be tough to figure out. Everyone weighs in and uh, our producers and segment producers and whatnot. Uh, and we try to figure it out together. And a lot of times people just keep adding on to the ideas. And that's just not me and Jeff. That's everybody. And suddenly the ideas turn into something really good after everyone touches them. And then how is it coming up with stunts where you're keeping them secret from the other person who's involved in the, like that amazing bear scene in the new movie? Right. Some bits are top secret. Yeah. Right. And only me, Jeff and the crew know about them. The cast have no idea. They come into work not knowing what we're doing. And we have a call sheet, right? But we put false things on the call sheet. Because <laughs> you don't want to put surprising one of the guys with the bear on the call sheet. We just put <laughs> something else. And then uh, Jeff and I will... I think we knew ahead of time. We wanted to prank Aaron with the bear. And we wanted to prank Dark Shark. So we shot with Dark Shark first. And he just went into a fear lock. It was really funny. He, when he first saw the bear, he just put his shirt <laughs> over his head and he thought he was hidden. It was so <laughs> funny. And then he just goes to the corner and just he gets in a fear lock. Uh, Dark Shark's so funny. I was wondering how many stunts do you shoot a day on set and what happens if a stunt doesn't go right or it doesn't work right or it goes off, but it's not as funny as you expected or doesn't kind of land as you imagined. Is that stunt then ruined or can you go at it again? No, not really. Uh, We'll shoot three to four things a day. Uh, and like with the, and sometimes if the bits don't work, we'll come back and do them again another day. Like with the giant fans. Oh, that was great. Yeah. We shot with that. And we you know we had those fans that go a hundred miles an hour or 80 miles an hour, but we only had a handful. And the first day we shot, you lost, we had him at the first and thought that would blow us all the way down, but you lost speed so fast that we're like, we literally got every available fan in Los Angeles and came back another day and just lined them all the way down to the bottom. And we figured it out. But the first day we didn't get it, but like we didn't get discouraged because we know that just because we failed today doesn't mean we're going to fail tomorrow. And I love the fact as a lifelong fan, I'm I'm seeing callbacks to previous stunts. It's almost you've got the Jackass universe now of bees, tasers, marbles, anything venomous, cum, animal cum and stuff is <laughs> Cum's always funny. <laughs> 
because I, I love uh, B Dick on Steve-O. Yeah. Which almost felt like a callback to my favorite ever stunt for B Limo. Oh, yeah. That one worked out really good. Uh, I just like that Ryan Dunn's reaction in the B Limo was to start punching the shit out of someone next to him. Like, how did he think that yeah. was going to help the bees <laughs> from stinging him? Didn't he go into, I love when he went into survival mode and just went light on his back and was trying to kick out the window using all the strength. Yeah, Ryan like, did that too. Spectacular. Not realizing the more you move around, the more you're going to get stung. <laughs> Rick Kosick, the filmer for that, didn't get stung once because he was staying still. But not our guys. They were all freaking out. Um, you know, the bee, the the thing with the bee keen or whatever we call it, with Steve-O, almost didn't make it into the movie because there was so much cock in the movie. <laughs> At that point, we're like, we don't need another bit with a cock. But we screened it for Spike, and he really liked it. And we're like, all right, it looks like we're going to have more cock. <laughs> I was looking back to Jackass 2, and you were so fucking turned up in that movie. I, I think that's <laughs> the... I, I remember on the commentary, Steve-O saying, yeah, Johnny was really going for it on that one. And when, and when Steve-O's concerned for your well-being... That's definitely a sign that you were really going fucking hard on that. Yeah. Can you remember what 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 was your energy on that movie? It, it looked like you had just missed being with the gang and was just going at it full speed for the entire film. Right. I was in a particular mood in that movie. Uh, I think we were all on our worst behavior in that movie. Uh, in the footage, we got some unbelievable footage. But I was just ready for whatever happened. Maybe I wasn't in the healthiest mood, but we got some great footage. <laughs> and I made it out, you know? I was wondering, what is the high for you? Is it the stunt? Is it the pulling off the stunt? Or the laughs on the big screen? Or is it everything? Everything. You know, sitting in my car alone before the stunt, letting them get the set ready. Because I don't want to be there while they're getting the set ready. I don't need to see all the cameras move around. I don't, if I'm walking in the boring, I don't need to be sitting on that set one second longer than I need to. So Jeff, get the set ready. And when you need me, I'll walk in the ring. You hit rolling on the cameras and then release the bull. But I don't want to stand around. So he does that every time. And uh, it just helps. Is that like a, uh athlete preparing for the big moment what kind of headspace do you go into before those yeah i just go to my car and listen to my cousin roger allen wade his music and uh just kind of go away in my mind and just get really amped to do the the stunt uh and a lot of magical thinking goes and inv is involved you're like, oh, I got this. This is going to be fine. And sometimes, you know, there's repercussions, but we get great footage. Another thing that really struck out watching this movie was the props are spectacular. The big yellow fist looks like it belongs in MoMA. It's <laughs> absolutely stunning work. Yeah, Ilya, I think um, our friend Ilya built that fist and he does some great things for us. He built the hands with MGK and Steve O uh, rode in that little bike race. So we love when things are really small, they're funny. 
or things are really big, they're funny. That's almost like Buster Keaton when he was doing the running down the hill with the boulders. Oh, yeah. And he just said, let's make the giant boulder for the end just to wipe me out. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Buster Keaton <laughs> is as funny today as he was back then. Yeah, he really is. I just watched that. that um, oh, you're in it. The beautiful Pete McDonovich documentary on. Yeah. Buster Keaton. That was amazing. Slapstick comedy is just funny. Yeah. Do you think that's a dying art form now? No, no. Just physical comedy. I mean, people, when someone falls down, slips and falls on a banana peel, that's as funny as it was yesterday and it will be funny forever. Uh, physical comedy is timeless. It's like other types of comedy have expiration dates. Yeah, wasn't it Mark Maron? I think when he was talking to you, he said that you could literally take a laptop to anyone in the world and show them like um, the portable toilet poop cannon and they'll just get it. It's just, yeah. It just transcends language and anything. You don't need to know what we're saying. You can just watch it like a silent film, you know? So... Us Jackass geeks are always wondering when the TV series is going to come out. I really want a nice Blu-ray box set. And people say it's owned by MTV or it's the music rights. But there was new talk that the Blu-ray was in the works. Is this so? Uh, no one's brought that up to me or Jeff or Spike. That's a no then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys get the credit you deserve, but... Looking back as to how exciting and radical and revolutionary it was watching a TV series on primetime MTV, huge ratings, I think it was Sunday nights, from a show that was kind of shot on mini DV and, you know, consumer camcorders and stuff. And so punk, but had such a DIY aesthetic. Yeah. An approach. Do you guys get directors these days approaching you saying Jackass had an influence? Because I can kind of see a whole generation of indie filmmakers being inspired what you did and it going out across MTV and causing, you know, such an important cultural moment. You know, I had a lunch meeting with Derek Sian France once and he said that jackass inspired him and i was like this guy's super talented right and uh for him to say that meant a lot and the safty brothers like jackass growing up and uh those guys are super talented so honored by that yeah i can i can totally see that i remember all the mumblecore and indie filmmakers i think seeing something that's shot on a camcorder on mtv at primetime was just so inspiring for yeah. them to them to watch is there plans for do you want to go again or is it going to turn into like almost like a real life bad grandpa of you guys just going <laughs> i'm close right <laughs> all i need is like the glasses and the outfit and i can go film it's me steve um, looks spectacular steve i'm so yeah. happy for why you gotta say steve does and i don't oh, you look Jesus great buddy Christ. <laughs> i'm joking uh yeah i don't know if we'll do another one we could maybe uh, who knows? And what, what do you want to do 
otherwise I, I remember you made that you produced that fantastic documentary on um jess uh, the dancing outlaw oh yeah the wild and wonderful whites of west virginia fantastic documentary what a crazy family yeah outlaw mountain family from west virginia uh yeah there's more documentaries that we're trying to work on we're trying to get off the, off the ground and i started a tv show for hulu um steve leviathan who did modern family is the creator uh, I start that in March and just looking for other films to do. And I want to talk about your opening credit sequence. <laughs> you guys always have spectacular credit sequences. It was just so epic. It was so big budget explosions, celebrity cameos, just so on a, such a large scale and so fucking dumb and rude. <laughs> And rude right and offensive it was just great it captures everything i love about you guys when did you realize what it was see i didn't get it at all this is the thing with you guys because the openings are so elaborate i was like this is some stock motion claymation godzilla and only when you do the cut and i see the fucking dick <laughs> That just killed me even more. It was like the, um, you know, in Cape Fear when Robert De Niro's in the cinema. Yeah. That was me. I was just fucking howling. It was so good. But yeah, I didn't know at all. Thank you. Yeah, when we showed it to a few people at first, we didn't have that reveal. And not until they watched it and I told them afterwards, like, that's a real cock. Then they thought it was hilarious, but they thought they didn't know what it was until we had the reveal. So it was important we put that in there. The reveal, and I'm sure there's a line on it on comedy when you have the punchline and then you go for the double punch. When the turtle just bit his dick, that's when I almost fell out of a chair. That was just, <laughs> just so crude. And we so were really funny. wondering, it's like, is the turtle going to bite through his dick? We didn't know. <laughs> There's no testing, right? We had a couple of other animals there. We had a crab and a mean gecko, but like the turtle just looked the best. Double question. What is your favorite jackass scene from the new movie? And do you have a favorite scene from the previous films. Right. And the silent, uh, in this movie, I like silence of the lambs and the bull bit. Um, also the end and all time. I would say when Ryan Dunn stuck the toy car up his ass in the first <laughs> one and the high five and the third one. Um, yeah, there's a lot, but th those, you know, it's an underrated one, which I really like is in Jackass number two, where we had no idea going into this. Uh, I just said, get a professional card thrower and throw cards at Wee Man's, you know, ass or and but the card thrower came with a electrified stool and that just changed the whole <laughs> bit because then. Wee Man didn't know what was going on. And then he thinks he figured it out. Oh, there's a card throwing machine in here. And we're just like, wow. That was, I laughed hard in that bit. 
And who decides who does what stunts? Are there any things that people back out? I didn't Ryan Dunn step up for the um, car X-ray? I remember. Yeah, Steve-O. yeah, because Steve-O was going to do it, but then Steve-O's father heard about it, and Steve-O's father was going to be disappointed in Steve-O, <laughs> which like is the worst thing for a parent to tell you. You're going to be disappointed. So he didn't do it, and then Ryan Dunn's like, "Well, this idea is too good not to do. I'll do it." I love the fact that of all Steve-O's bad behavior, this is maybe the one that Steve-O's dad was like, yeah, not cool. <laughs> right. And it's just funny to think of, oh, Steve-O's, Steve-O has a father and he really cares about what his father thinks because Steve-O was so out of control in those days. Yeah. Do you remember um, Steve-O out on bail? Holy shit. That was... Yeah. He's, he's put out some pretty crazy videos. That was almost like the G.G. Allen hated of... Uh, Jack, jackass universe that was absolutely yeah what year was that i think we probably put him away not too long after that yeah 2003 that was um oh 2003 hot. okay we put him away in 2008 or, or something or was it 2006 that was no, it was 2006 yeah that was some hard living davino's peak jackass fame everyone on their worst behavior absolutely was. yeah 2006 we were miserable cunts that's a perfect line to end it on. Yes. I think. Okay. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure. You guys have made me laugh bigger and harder than anyone ever throughout my life. Oh, uh, well, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks, man. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Take care, buddy. Bye-bye. Me and Johnny Knoxville, I'm still laughing about that B-Limo. That skit just gets me. That was a great talk. That was so fucking exciting for me to get to talk to Knoxville. I think it's those guys that I was really obsessed with when I was in my early 20s, in college, in uni, late 90s early 2000s those guys from that era are just so embedded in my heart that it makes those ones just hit different damn that was fun thank you to joshua eustace aka telephone tel aviv for my beautiful music ewan hinselwood my engineer couldn't do this show without you And you guys for listening, Deeper Into Movies, signing off. Go see Jackass Forever. Thanks again. Bye.